Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 24th of November. The flooding crisis in New South Wales is far from over as more residents from a central west town are evacuated by air overnight. Residents in New Abalong have been flown out of the town as floodwaters continue to increase, with the Lachlan River set to peak at eight metres higher than the record set in the floods in 1952. Peter Vlatko from the local Shire Council says the community has come together, but there are challenging times ahead. The people just uh, should be so proud of what they've done, but of course at this point of time, that doesn't do anything when you know water may go into your home and you have to be evacuated. While more residents in the nearby town of Condoblin have also been asked to evacuate with an emergency accommodation centre set up at the local public library. In other news this Thursday morning, a new report has found Australians are becoming increasingly complacent about COVID-19 despite new cases skyrocketing across the country. Nearly two-thirds of respondents in the Pfizer study believe the worst of the pandemic is now over, while one in three are less likely to test for the virus when they experience symptoms compared to a year ago. Infectious diseases expert Professor Robert Boy is urging us to remain vigilant. There are two really important reasons for people to keep testing for COVID. First of all, if you're symptomatic and you test positive, you can isolate and stop the spread of infections. The other reason is that you can help those who are at higher risk of serious disease to seek medical advice sooner rather than later so they can consult their GP. Just two days out from the Victorian state election and the Premier and opposition leader are preparing to hand down their final costings today. Daniel Andrews will be promoting the state government's $51 million healthcare package, while Matthew Guy has brought forward the coalition's $2-a-day public transport cap to the 1st of January next year. It comes as polling in the electorate of Mulgrave shows the Premier could lose his own seat. A new survey showing more than 57% of the vote could go to independent Ian Cook, while 42% support Mr Andrews. Disgraced former NRL player Brett Finch has avoided jail after pleading guilty to sending messages about child sexual abuse on a phone chat service. The judge accepting Finch's claims he only did it to access drugs to fuel his addiction. Our reporter Michaela Savage has the details from Sydney. Yeah, Tash, the 41-year-old former Melbourne Storm Premiership player has been handed a two-year sentence to be served in the community. He'll continue receiving mental health treatment, including being tested for illicit drugs, and will have to remain on good behaviour, among other conditions. He was initially facing a maximum of 15 years in prison for the offence, but he told the court he only sent the messages because he desperately wanted access to cocaine as he struggled with the transition into life after football. The judge accepted Mr Finch had no sexual interest in in children and said the court acknowledged it's no mean feat to overcome drug addiction. An independent review will now be launched into the attempted arrest of well-known activist Danny Lim. Overnight, rallies were held outside the Surrey Hills Police Station in Sydney, slamming the alleged behaviour of police. The 78-year-old is now in hospital, suffering head injuries, bruising and bleeding. The alleged incident was caught on camera and has been widely shared online. Criminal justice spokesperson for the Australian Lawyers Alliance, Greg Barnes, says it's important a full independent investigation takes place. It's 
unfair and intolerable that police should be allowed to investigate their own. If any other person commits an offence or a serious uh, abuse of power, that matter is investigated independently and it should be no different for police. To the US now, where the alleged gunman in a mass shooting at a Walmart in Virginia has been identified as a manager of the store. Officers say the suspect opened fire at employees, killing six people. Leo Kaczynski from the local police department says the suspect is believed to have then turned the gun on himself. We've located multiple fatalities and multiple injured persons. Um, a little while later, through the course of, of providing treatment, uh, we were able to establish that we believe it's only a, we believe it's a single shooter, and uh, that single shooter is deceased at this time. Investigations are now underway into the motive behind the latest mass shooting in the U.S. And still overseas, and a new round of Russian airstrikes have hit Ukraine, plunging parts of the country into widespread blackouts and causing damage and casualties. Dozens have been injured, while there are reports a strike has also hit a maternity ward in the southeast of the country. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The COVID rollercoaster certainly continues with the international economy and the stock market concerned about an increase in COVID cases in China with growing speculation regions may go back into a full lockdown. That's right, and it could be bad for interest rate worries as well, Tash. The world's economy's prospects have lifted in recent months because inflation is falling and China was reducing COVID lockdowns. Our stock market has spiked 12% since October 3. But now a Macquarie economist says China's infection rate is so high that another hard lockdown looks likely. This is bad for world growth and bringing down inflation and preventing interest rate rises. Yeah, absolutely. And the cost of so many domestic and international airfares are through the roof at the moment, Peter. That's bad for the consumer, but great for Qantas and its profits. Yeah, Qantas's half-year profit came in 11% higher than expected at $1.45 billion, pushing its share price to levels not seen since the coronavirus threatened the business. And for those concerned about how tough flying is nowadays, I always say this when people complain about the banks. If you don't like the way you are treated, get even, become a bank shareholder. The outlook for Qantas shares remain very, very positive. I'm talking about banks. Executives, Peter, could have a million-dollar fine problem which could hit their personal wealth. Yes, that's right. Banking executives will face fines of up to $1.1 million for failing to take reasonable steps to prevent systemic misconduct in a significant strengthening of the laws introduced in the wake of the Hain Royal Commission. Current laws hit banks, insurance companies and other finance businesses, but not the actual executives. At the behest of the Greens, the federal government is set to change all of that. Peter, thanks so much. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett Old. Wounds have certainly been reopened as Justin Langer fires up again over his very messy departure as the Aussie cricket coach. Yes, good morning, Tash. I don't think there's any winners uh, in this. He was on a podcast. He's taken aim at Cricket Australia's uh, board and said he ha- a lack of relationship came back to bite him uh, with that. Of course, he was, wasn't was actually sacked as Australian cricket coach. They just offered him a short-term extension, which he uh, declined. And before that, there were leaked reports of a player revolt and he had approached Pat Cummins and Aaron Finch and 
said that they took too long to give him uh, direct feedback and described the sources that leaked to the media as cowards. So Brad Haddon told listeners Willow Talk podcast that Langer didn't hold back and uh, that's a, a strong statement to say when talking about the Australian captain. To say Aaron Finch and Paddy Cummins are cowards, that's a big statement. That That's yeah. as strong as you can get publicly. I, I don't know what where, where they go from here. Cricket Australia's Chief Nick Hockley uh, responded in a statement describing uh, there are some inaccuracies in what Langer had to say and he's disappointed he would criticise current players. In some good news, though, the WBBL finals are in full swing. Brisbane Heat blasting their way past the Hurricanes last night in the Eliminator in Adelaide. Jess Jonathan led the way with four wickets. The Heat secured a 44-run win. They're back in action tonight. Tash against the Strikers for a place in the final. And also, Brett, the Socceroos can't dwell on their big loss yesterday morning our time to France with their World Cup dream very much still alive. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we've got Tunisia on Saturday night. They drew with Denmark uh, nil all. So, as you said, still alive that we can make it to the knockout stage. Obviously, we have to beat uh, the North African nation and then get a good result against the Danes as well. Defender Aziz Bayhitch says the best approach is to look forward. It's three, four-day turnarounds. You start dwelling on the on this game and, and what we did wrong. You know, we've got to take the positives, move on. Another upset overnight with Japan stunning Germany uh, 2-1. The Germans staged a protest before the match, uh, covering their mouths in the team photo to send a message to FIFA about them banning the rainbow armbands, while Spain thrashed Costa Rica 7-0 this morning, Tash. And he was supposed to step down, but the AFL boss is sticking around for a little bit longer. Yeah, and apparently this was a request from the AFL Commission Chief Richard Goiter to the AFL CEO, Gillan McLaughlin, uh, that he extend his time in charge. This has been going on for a while now, trying to find a replacement for him, but there's some big issues in the game to deal with. The racism review uh, at the Hawks, uh, Tasmania, uh, we're still you know waiting to find out if they will get their own team. There is an in-principle agreement as well. He won't be at the AFLW Grand Final this Sunday or the National Draft due to a pre-planned overseas holiday. And just finishing up, uh, Paul Gallons bowed out a winner last night, Tash defeating Justin Hodges in his final appearance in a boxing ring. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And how's this for a catch? A man in France has reportedly caught the world's largest goldfish weighing in at more than 30 kilos. The giant known as the carrot was introduced to Blue Water Lakes 20 years ago. Andy Hackett says he had to battle with the fish for more than 20 minutes before he could reel it in and take a photo with the marvel. The carrot was released back into the lake for another angler to attempt the big catch. (laughs) And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.